Welcome back to the muster for your Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Andy Muir, keeping you company until 2 o'clock this afternoon. We're heading up to Garston. We are catching up with James McNamee, of course, of Garston Hops, featured on Country Calendar a few weeks back and um, just seems to be going from strength to strength. James, welcome to the muster once again. Morning, morning. Well, actually, it's afternoon. Yeah, sorry. No, thank you. Yeah, very good, uh, good to talk to you again. How's everything going up in Garston? Of course, um, you've got the hop operation going up there. Has the weather been favourable for it? It's been uh, wet, uh, I guess, like like most people will know. Farming mud's not that useful. There's a lot of mud around, but the cold's good. Um, hops like cold, so the more winter chillage we get, the better. And actually posted a picture up a couple of weeks ago of our, of our new dog, funny enough, called Hops. And a picture of hops out in the snow, and I got some quite a few comments from the hop farmers up north, up in Nelson, saying, "God, we wish we had some good frost and snow like that, because that um that really helps. The cold helps the the hormone and the development and, and the plants and the crowns in winter. And the more time they get hibernating in the cold, the, the more vigorous they'll sprout out in the spring. If that makes sense. So that's why the cold weather helps them thrive. Just makes them a lot more vigorous for the spring cycle. Yeah, it does. It, it helps them come out. So they need to shut down completely, go to sleep and, and do this um, hormone development and then and come out again. So cold would, cold, cold is good for hops, not so necessarily good for people out there building gardens, but uh, it's good for the plants. So how many hectares of hops have you got these days? You're just going from strength to strength, size-wise, aren't you? Yeah, um, we're uh, definitely putting a lot of poles in the ground. Um, we are on to... We're just... Finishing building an eight hectare garden now, so that'll take us to 23 hectares currently. So the, we did five hectares the first year, um, and then we did another 10, and now we're doing another eight. So it'll take us 23, and the aim is to get to 40 hectares in the next couple of years. Are you finding the yields are coming out consistently? The yields are looking good. They're looking good. There'll be some varieties go better down south and up north, and some varieties will, will do worse I guess on different conditions but we're finding the varieties we've got um, seem to be going seem to be going well and I think um, the key to that will be the the, the the chillage in the winter the long daylight hours and the the conditions swinging from cold to hot but the plants really like that they like that, that those extremes what have you got there in the way of variety of hops anyway because it's not just a standard variety is it it's like grasses these different types yeah there's, there's there is lots and lots of different types. So we've got what's sort of called as the Holy Trinity of New Zealand hops, and they're all uh, named after uh, towns up Nelson Way, or Nelson Savon, Machuaca, and Walker. Uh, so that's the Holy Trinity of New Zealand hops that a lot of brewers like. And then we've got another couple of varieties for Cal, and we've got New Zealand Cascade. So that's the main varieties we've got. We've, we've got a we, bits and pieces of other little English ones we're trying just to see how they go down here and how they get on. But that's the main ones we grow. Nelson hop growers, what's the reaction been from them to what you're doing there? Because let's be honest, the middle of northern Southland growing hops is a totally different correlation to Nelson, doesn't it? It is. It's a whole different um, whole different latitude. Uh, they're in 41, we're 45. But no, the reaction's been, been great. They're really supportive, actually. I mean, we wouldn't have done this without supportive. Of, of the farmers up there and, and a lot of them reach out and they're always in the phone for advice on how to do this or um, looking for machinery for this and that and no, they've been they've been really good um, 
really, really supportive, I guess. It's been great. Well, that was my next question as well. Um, just regarding the industry as such, if they're supportive of what you're doing down here, it's very much a share-and-share-alike philosophy that you do. Yeah, it seems to be. I mean, I guess essentially we're all competing in the same pool because there's only a limited market in, in, in New Zealand for hops, so we're all in that pool, but we're competing nicely, if that makes sense. And we want the brewer to, to choose hops. They'll, they'll, they'll have different hops for different, different brews they want. So when they're making a beer, they'll look at what characteristics they want and for one beer, they may they may choose some hops from one particular farm, or one beer, they might choose it from another one. And even with the different, one variety, you can also get different variations. You, you can have a, an early pick, where it's a bit more um, limey and, 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 and clean, uh, and, cl- um, and then it works its way through getting more citrusy in the middle pick and to the end. So the end pick hops or make a beer taste different to the middle pick or the early pick. So the brewers like to have samples of the different ones and they, they rub them and smell them and go, right, I'm going to make this beer. And for that, I'm looking for passion fruit tones or I'm looking for this and this is the hop I'm going to choose for this beer. So it gives them more variety, I guess. What's been the biggest challenges that you've faced? Uh, challenges, uh, it's very capital intensive. So... Uh, bank managers on speed dial too. Uh, so you get a good relationship with your bank. Um, challenges also is we're, we're a thousand kilometres away from where the rest of the hops are currently grown in New Zealand, or the, the commercial hop farms up there. So support, machinery, uh, and stuff like that um, is, is generally up based up there. The, 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 the agricultural companies are based up there for that. So to get stuff down here, it, it's that's a thousand kilometres away or a little half hour drive. So we've had to deal with that, but hoping as we get other farmers interested to build a hub down here, then you'll get uh, you'll get a base down here and you'll you'll be able to get your support for your down here as well. Yeah, what's so, farm what's farmer feedback being down here in the south? Because you had your open day a couple of months back, James. Is it something that people would consider? It is something people would consider. Yeah, we, we got 150 people at the open day. It was a, it was a really good day. We had a bit of a chat and we and a look around and we talked about the options and went for a tour around the farm and then finished the day with a barbecue and a beer, which is always a good hit. Uh, the reaction was pretty good. They're interested. And, um, yeah, we, we'll just follow up with them and, and keep them interested and, and, and keep them coming along the journey. Uh, hopefully they're the journey with us. You're also... Uh, sorry, Carol. Sorry, mate, I was just about to say, you've also got sheep on that farm as well, and it works in for the synergy, having them just grazing in between the vines too to keep the grass low. Yeah, no, the sheep are good. They uh, they they do the, the weeding for free. They provide fertiliser, <laughs> and they're, they're good like that. And one thing that was a bit of a hit um, in March this year, so we've got sheep in there grazing in the hops. Once they get over waist high, we're a bit high, you can put the, put the sheep in in there and they eat the bottom leaves and the stuff you want and the extra shoots, which is great. And then the sheep uh, taste different. So when the breweries did a fresh hop launch in April this year and launched the, the, the fresh beer, they also took some of the sheep away and had some hoppy burgers to have with their hoppy sheep, and that was uh, quite a hit. I was just yeah. about to say, it would almost give a distinctive flavour to the meat, wouldn't it? It does give a, a distinctive flavour and... Um, um, Altitude and Canyon are two of the breweries that uh, use that on, on, their, on their food trucks and their food for the beer launch and um, down at the Ethel Trading Post, down at Ethel, they uh, 
a beer launch down there too, and and they had the hoppy sheep as well, so it was good. So the uh, look to uh, increase the number of lucky sheep for that selection next year. James McNamee of Garston Hops, always good to chat to you on the muster and all the best for the winter. Excellent. No, thanks very much, Andy. That's really, really kind, and we'll talk soon. James McNamee, Garston Hops. Really interesting, growing hops in Southland, but James has been doing this for a wee while now. Like we said, he's on Country Calendar not that long ago, and really interesting story too. Just goes with a lot of the stories being told on farm down here in the south. Coming up next, Dave Burgess from Environment Southland. Give me a chance to hold on.